Listener note, this podcast was created as an adjunct for those studying for the PCS exam. By no means do we guarantee that one will pass the exam solely by listening to this podcast. We encourage all those studying for the exam to put the appropriate time and effort into their studying using resources recommended by the ABPTS and the APTA. It is not allowed to discuss test content and we will not accept any questions related to test content. While we will do our best to provide the most accurate information, if you feel as though we have stated something that is incorrect, please contact us via Instagram at Pushing Pediatrics. Hi, I'm Sheila. And I'm Sarah. And welcome to Pushing Pediatrics, an educational podcast for physical therapists created to help those studying for the Pediatric Certified Specialist exam and anyone else interested in learning more about pediatric physical therapy. Congratulations, you did it. You took a leap and committed to doing hard things and you can do hard things. Take a breath, it can feel a bit overwhelming at this point, but we got you. There are a number of study materials we suggest that will help you synthesize the information in a variety of ways. First, the description of specialty practice, we will just say the DSP from here on out, is developed for each specialty area and outlines the knowledge, skills, and abilities related to clinical practice in that area. You will have access to this after you register for the exam. The DSP content is based on a detailed practice analysis. They basically ask subject matter experts about the knowledge, tasks, and roles that describe advanced specialty practice. The specialty council develops the written exam from the DSP and includes a percentage of questions from each of the major content areas identified in the practice analysis. Sarah suggested early on in our study group that we use this as our baseline study guide. We used it as a guide for our group Zoom meetings each week. We were all assigned a portion associated with our topics of the week and we were each tasked with filling it out and then teaching the group members about our topics for the week. I printed and bound almost 200 pages at the end of our comprehensive studying that was directly from the DSP and used it for my review before the test. I feel like this was an amazing way for us to stay organized and to make sure we were covering all of the relevant knowledge areas. I think I was most proud of that material at the end of studying and printing it out and seeing months of hard work was so satisfying. Honestly, the DSP was super helpful because it brought up anything that could be fair game on the exam. It was nice to go through some of the things that maybe we wouldn't have thought to look at unless it was written somewhere. Campbell's Physical Therapy for Children 5th edition is the most current text and really should be the foundation of your studying. I will say I also had a 3rd edition which has some chapters not included in the 5th edition. I think those chapters in the older text were important and fair game for the test. Burns comes to mind as a chapter not included in the 5th edition that we went back and reviewed from the 3rd edition. If someone in your group has the older editions, have them be in charge of making a study guide from that material. The fourth edition also has some comprehensive questions at the end of each chapter. The fifth edition also comes with online access to the book and some other helpful uh, supplemental materials, such as videos and case studies, which we all found really helpful. The Pediatric Case Studies book is such a refreshing and easy read. It helps pull together concepts and there are comprehension questions at the end of each case study. We compiled these into a document at the end and used it for another practice exam. 
I loved this book. I read it through cover to cover super slowly, like one case study per week, just to start to get the hang of studying again. It was really helpful to go back through again towards the end of studying if I needed to look something up quick or just wanted to refresh my memory on a specific diagnosis or a preferred outcome measure. Linda Fetters has a research book called Evidence-Based Physical Therapy. I wish I would have found this book sooner in my studying. Research, statistics, and synthesis was an area of weakness for me, and I think this book was an amazing resource. I was just running out of time to get everything out of it. I personally didn't use this book during my studying, but I think that if I had read it, I would have had a better and deeper understanding of research. There are also APTA fact sheets available on the APTA Pediatrics website. Do not skip out on these. They offer a lot of value to studying and cover some of the more abstract components of expert pediatric practice. We feel these are so vital. We are implementing a fact sheet Friday to our podcast schedule to get this information to you guys. Research articles will also seem very overwhelming, but like everything we're mentioning, they are important. We basically split up the research articles that were recommended by MedBridge and PCS Advantage into our designated study plan so it wasn't as overwhelming. We were assigned a few readings per section that we were studying, all that related to the specific content. Sarah, I'm glad you brought up MedBridge and PCS Advantage. Both of these are useful accessory tools in your study toolbox. MedBridge has a PCS prep course track, which is a self-guided program, including over 70 courses, recommended readings, and 300 practice questions. They have four 75-question practice exams. You can use the courses for your license continuing education requirements as well. MedBridge was what we used to formulate our study plan, and we used it as our guide of what content we would be studying in what week. We organized all of the material from all of the different sources and compiled them to match the MedBridge content. For example, MedBridge has a NICU section. We added the NICU Campbell chapter, any NICU research articles, and the PCS Advantage NICU study guide, NICU fact sheets, and any NICU case studies from the book. PCS Advantage also has a lot of great supplemental material. It has two 100 question exams, one case-based exam, that's another 100 questions, which is worth its weight in gold. They also have 15 study guides, suggested research readings to supplement your studying, responsive organizers if you have questions or need clarification. The cost for access for one year is $250. I felt like the PCS Advantage was one of our best resources. Like Sheila said, the case study exam was gold. It was really challenging, but it really forced me to learn and understand how to appropriately treat different cases and diagnoses. There is also a girl who has an Instagram pediatric page with sample questions. Most of the questions are more related to the board prep, but I definitely feel like they were pediatric focused. And again, questions to help just get you in the mind of test question and answers. You can find her at Pediatric Physical Therapy. That's her Instagram handle, all one word. For me, I'm all about all the practice questions. It's just good practice to get your mind in deductive reasoning mode. The best way to tackle this large amount of information is by forming a study group, in my opinion. If you know solo studying is your best way forward, please do what works for you. But there's so much to absorb in so many different areas that we think it really helps to spread the load a bit. After you register, they do ask you if you want help forming a study group, but this seemed to be a very slow process. 
Yeah, I'm pretty sure that I didn't get an email from the ABPTS about forming a study group until like December or January before the exam. And by that time, our study group had already linked up and gotten into the nitty gritty of studying. Same. And it was brought up again during our PCS exam Zoom calls in October. I personally feel that you need to be on a solid groove well before that time. There is a PCS exam study Facebook page, which is where our group connected. I think I posted sometime in the summer and we connected with everyone at that time. We decided to cap our group at four because we felt it would be easier to coordinate schedules. The more people, the more schedules and time zones. I personally thought four was perfect and our group was amazing. We also really lucked out with our group members because we had a broad range of practice areas. We actually didn't know this going in, but we basically had every pediatric practice area covered and it was amazing. I have a lot of experience in a lot of different areas, but I had never practiced in early intervention or school-based therapy. And I practice solely in school-based therapy. So I was able, along with our other group members, to bring background to the group. We really recommend covering some different practice areas within your study group to help create knowledge diversity. I can say I definitely would have struggled more with the school-based information without Sarah there to clear up some confusion. So far, we've talked about the registration process and the most useful resources we used in our studying. Thank you all so much for listening to Pushing Pediatrics. You can follow us on Instagram at Pushing Pediatrics. We would love to hear from you. So send us questions, suggestions, things you want to hear more of and things you'd maybe want to hear less of. We will talk to you guys next week. And remember, you totally got this.